Hello everyone, this is Liv, your host for the week, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the 15th episode of Canoodle. As you may have realized by now, we all have our patterns. Barbara chooses movies she hasn't seen before, Colleen has a soft spot for oldies, Lucy loves her juicy modern rom-coms, and me? Well, I choose my absolute favorites. This week is no different, as I picked another super duper feel-good movie for me. Something's gotta give. I'll give me some Diane Keaton and Jeff Nicholson with a sprinkle of Keanu Reeves and Frances McDormand and you've got me. And you know what? I think my co-hosts agree with me. Take a listen. Well, in the time since we've spoken, which has actually only been a few days on the back end here, I voted Ooh. and dropped the old ballot Good. in the big yellow box. Yes, yeah, she felt did. great. It was exhilarating. Now I just gotta sit and wait. Although I'm not going to sit and wait. I'll do things in the meantime. But. <laughs> well, did I talk to you guys before about the fact that, I'm, I, that I, I signed up to be a poll worker and I went to my training? Did we talk about that? Oh, no way. Oh, we no, we it. didn't. No, but let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, I went to, so I went to, went to uh, powertothepolls.org and signed up to be a poll worker in my home city of New York uh, in Brooklyn. And they, uh, they said, okay, you can come into this training and I of course you know me I don't read the fine I I never read every I read every third word of an email and I read the date the time that it starts and I was like great go over there probably be an hour long it was a four hour training (laughs) oh wow (laughs) did you bring snacks you learned a lot (laughs) yeah I learned a lot uh and there was a quiz at the end and of course you know your girl I got a hundred of course. On the quiz. No, oh, good job. <laughs> Nerd. I'm ready. Nerd alert. I'm ready. So cool. So I'm so proud of you. Yes. That's amazing. Me too. I'm proud of myself. Thank you. Babs, what are you doing? What am I doing? Um, we just did a Wim Hof breathing session. And I know Lucy is totally into it. We've been doing it every single day for like 10 days. And it's, I love it's quite getting high in your own supply is pretty Wait, explain cool. that I don't, I don't know what that is <laughs> so the like i do it on a on it's like a youtube video but it's basically three rounds of breathing and it's very deep inhalation f- complete exhalation for a certain amount of time and then you hold your breath out the first round is a minute the second round is a minute and a half and the third round is also a minute and a half and if you want to you can stop the app and you can keep it going for longer and um yeah it's really incredible and like then there's a whole part of like cold showers it's, the whole thing is uh, it's, it's prepping you to to stay in the water in cold in really cold water for a long time didn't we watch that goop thing together oh no i mean I'm, i must have watched it on my no own. i didn't watch that you there know is, me, there was a, too cold there's a no. goop segment on it that was pretty <laughs> awesome so yeah it's it's really it's amazing it is really really cool i can highly can recommend you really it. hold your breath for one for one and a half minutes? You, you can do it. You yeah. Can do it. When you do this breathing, yeah. you can do it. And uh, don't, Barbara, don't you feel like, you're like, wait, am I breathing? It's yeah. so easy yeah. to hold your breath out. It's not strenuous. So I'm like, yeah. am I dead? Yeah. Or am I breathing? Because yeah. it's just, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like you're holding your breath underwater. You're just chilling. Yeah, it really is. For a and while. It is, and it's, pre- it's, a, it's a great feeling because like he also talks you through it. It's like, uh, focus on your heartbeat Lo- slow down your heartbeat and it's it's so cool or like feel like the veins or like the the blood in your veins and you can feel it it's like it's it's really almost like getting high it's, it's right, i'm gonna it's, try it but it's it's pretty cool i would highly recommend it 
Okay, well, I'm going to do it and then we'll check back. Yeah. Sweet. Yes. No. We'll, yeah. Have do, we'll yeah. have to do a check-in and later I'm going to be like, you guys, yeah. I've been yeah. holding my breath out for minutes <laughs> at a time. It's awesome. I'm a changed person. <laughs> Welcome to Canoodle. Hey, Canoodlers. Hey, canoodly loodlies. Canoodle doodles. <laughs> We've missed you so much. Aw, so much. A week is too long. We're gonna do. We're going to do one every day. Maybe I don't have time to watch a movie every day. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, let's talk about this offline first. We love Canoodle. It's too late. I've already promised it. So now we have to do it. <laughs> I know, right? You're locked in, girl. No, but we do love see each, seeing each other and and watching our movies. And then especially now that we're all distanced and we're across the whole country between the four of us. Um, it's a great opportunity to come together. So this week, we're, uh, it was my pick, and I was actually very excited to pick this one. Um, it is Something's Gotta Give, and it's been one of my favorite favorite since I saw it first, which I actually don't remember when it was, but it must have been, if I didn't see it in the movies, I, see, I saw it right after it came out, and I have seen it many, many times. This is one of my, this is a little bit like what Pretty Woman is for me too, that whenever like there is something, you know, that I don't know what to watch or that I need to just feel good about it, about something, I just watch this movie. Um, so first impressions, I do want to collect them. What did you, have you guys seen it before? And what did you think? I have seen it before and I loved it then and I loved it now. It was great. Great, great, great choice. Awesome. Yeah, me too. Although my favorite part of the entire movie is that house. Oh, yes. <laughs> My God. I think that's just the house. Full stop. <laughs> Especially the kitchen. 100%. Yes. yes. I will challenge you. My favorite part of the movie is that outdoor farmer's market. Ooh. I wanted to just live there. <laughs> but um, I thought that we were, um, that this was as good as it gets. Um, that's yes. what I had in mind. <laughs> so I actually have never seen it before. And I loved the first half of the movie. I liked it a lot. I really loved the first half of the movie. Second half got a little weird for me, but um, I loved the Hampton vibes. I was pleasantly surprised with the the movie choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's dive in. I'll give you the dating profile first. So, when aging womanizer Harry Sanborn, Jack Nicholson, and his young girlfriend Marin... Amanda Peet, arrive at her family's beach house in the Hamptons, they found that her mother, dramatist Erica Berry, Diane Keaton, also plays to, plans to stay for the weekend with her sister, Frances McDormand. Erica is scandalized by the relationship and Harry's sexist ways, but when Harry has a heart attack and a doctor, very charming Keanu Reeves, prescribes bed rest at the Berry home, he finds himself falling for Erica, who, for once, may be out of his league. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, the movie was made in 2003. It was written, produced, and directed by Nancy Myers and Myers wrote the roles for Eric and Harry actually specifically for Jack Nicholson and uh, Diane Keaton so the, she really had them in mind full forefront and another piece of trivia before we dive in that I thought was funny is the 20th, 20th Century Fox declined making the film citing that the leads were too old <gasps> how dare they so wow. 
I know. How dare they? But they? also, how stupid because they missed out on a on a great movie here. Absolutely, eat their shorts. I know. <laughs> yeah. Do we say that? Eat their shorts. That's the thing. Oh, we yes, say it all the time. All the time. All the time. Is it what the kids are I saying? Love. Okay, good. <laughs> That's what the cool yeah, kids are good. saying. I learn something new every day, you guys. That's the pre-teens. great. The preteens. You're really into it on TikTok. Oh, okay, good. So we're making a TikTok right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've been doing this whole time, Colleen. Okay, good, thank you. I feel good. <laughs> All right, so we have our first part of the movie, which is setting the scene, basically. We see a beautiful drive to the Hamptons in a convertible with Harry and Marin. Very, very funnily interacting with each other. And it's very clear that they are dating. They are on their weekend trip to Marin's house. And uh, it is quite obvious that Harry is much, much older than Marin. They arrive at the house and we see this beautiful, stunning house, which I challenge everybody not to fall in love with. And uh, as they go to the bedroom and have uh, keep with their fun, you know, with their fun interactions, Marion actually admits that she's a little bit worried and a little bit nervous about having sex with Harry. And so Harry is the perfect gentleman and just says, don't worry, we'll just go for a walk on the beach. We'll have champagne first. So he proceeds to the kitchen only with his shirt on and underwear and is surprised by Erica and Zoe, Erica's sister Zoe, who thought both thinks that they, they were, he, he's an intruder. So they call 911 and there is a big, big, big scene of, of, of just we don't we don't know what's happening. Nobody knows what's happening. And it finally gets cleared out that um, Harry is actually dating Marin. And despite Erica being quite surprised and a little bit upset that her daughter is dating such an older man, they all agree to finally stay uh, at the house and be and just be adults about it. So amazing. I thought that uh, that the whole idea of just this older guy with this, she's so, and even at that whole beginning part where you see those gorgeous young girls and the it just sets the scene of like these fabulous young like Sex in the City style girls. And I, of course, was like, I literally never, that was never my life. I never looked like that. I never acted like that. So I was like, oh, did I miss my chance? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, so gorgeous. And um Diane Keaton, just, she's amazing. I mean, that entrance when she's like, like, get the knife, get the knife. And she's just all this like, just like emoting. It's so fantastic. Yeah. So great. I know. I felt the same thing. And again, I was like, New York, part of like starring in the movie um, on its most beautiful side. And yeah, I was like, oh. First of all, mm, I miss New York <laughs> and I miss the summer and I miss like, not that I ever summer in the Hamptons, but I just like the idea of spending the summer in the Hamptons mm-hmm. and oh, it, that's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's beautiful. And it, instantly, you know how we talk about, we want to be in the movie. This is definitely the movie. I want to be in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. In yes, that house 100%. by the beach. Oh, and just so gorgeous. Gorgeous. I'm with you. I'll jump in to this movie too. It's so delightful with all the hydrangeas and the green grass and the white and gray homes. It's so beautiful. It, it took me like two minutes to realize what movie I was watching and that I'd never seen it. So I was quite pleased. <laughs> Loved the first scene because it was all new. 
Yeah, I, I agree with all of what you said. And also, I think that this is one, as as you pointed out with Diane Keaton's, you know, mannerism and really funny wit, I think that this is one of those movies that has those comical scenes that are a little exaggerated, but they're still totally in the realm of the possible. And that's why they're so relatable. So the whole situation just felt like all, each and every character was so in their own skin, really. Like they were coming fully alive from the very first five minutes of the movie. So... Totally agree with that. Awesome. Cool. So yeah, so they decide that they're going to stay in the house together. So life in the Hamptons is going to the markets and the small grocery stores, right? And so they we see the next scene, uh, they're, they're kind of preparing for this dinner that they're going to have together. And uh, we start to get to know each character a little more, especially Erica and Harry. They have their first normal interaction and normal conversation. We see that Erica is very, actually very um, smart and very cultured. She speaks French. And so she's, she's, a, she's kind of a high class lady and, and, and very relatable too, but very different than maybe other, other women um, might be. And Harry seems to be intrigued by her, but he's so taken by Marin that uh, she, she just takes a backseat and Erica is just quite quite upset about that like it's very clear that she's upset that her daughter um, actually is dating this guy and then uh, they have dinner together and there is this amazing long stretch scene of Harry gets interrogated quite a bit by these women and there are even Zoe the uh, the aunt is actually a, a professor for women's studies so she's analyzing the whole thing and Harry quite a few times has uh, has the impulse of just leaving the table and leaving the weekend altogether but he stays and uh uh, you know, everybody retreats to their rooms and they hear music. Zoe and Erica hear music and hear, you know, that some sexy time is about to start and they're a little horrified and a little intrigued, but then screams. Marin screams because Harry's having a heart attack. Everybody goes back, another, another huge explosion of emotions and, and nobody knows what to do. And they actually call 911 now to actually get Harry to the hospital, but not before Erica performs <laughs> mouth to mouth with Harry. And he is so, so shocked that an older woman actually approaches his mouth because, as we know, he does not date women over 30. Um, he gets to the hospital. And that's where we meet our new entry character, Julian Keanu Reeves, this really hot, hot, dreamy doctor who takes care of Harry and asks him specifically if he's taken Viagra. And Harry at first says no, but then realizes it might be life-threatening. So he says, yes, okay, I've taken Viagra. So we, we see him very vulnerable also afterwards, quite drugged, honestly, and high on his medicine and very vulnerable and funny. And, uh, and we realize very quickly that one, uh, Harry can not go home yet he cannot go to the city yet even though the mo the next morning he really tries to leave right away and go back to the city um and then secondly that julian is very much into erica and he's very much into 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 her even though she's much older than him and uh we 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 end this part uh, of the movie with harry needing to stay nearby but not wanting to be at the hospital and so erica being forced to take him in basically um, you forgot to mention that we see his butt. <laughs> yeah, we did we see his butt. I thought I didn't mention it in it. Someone should First mention it. So. Yeah. First of several. <laughs> That's right. So t let's talk about Harry's butt for a second. Let's, not bad, right? I no, know. Bad. Well, was, that, yeah. was that a stunt butt? Was that a butt double? <laughs> Probably not. I did not see it that in my trivia. Maybe. It was kind of, I mean, I don't want to be TMI, but it was kind of perky. 
I thought. Yeah, good job, Jack, I guess. Huh? <laughs> Jack is doing well. But I will say, it reminds, I was like, hang on, are we watching Shining or like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? It was like, <laughs> his hair, huh? His, his hair gave yeah, away. You like, what? His crazy hair, his eyes, like he gets that crazy look on his face. It's like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> Oh, it was, it, but I mean, he's an incredible, incredible actor, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I adore Jack scene was definitely. Yeah. He's kind of fearless in that way, too. He's not afraid to look like a fool. Yeah. You know? exactly. No. Because <laughs> he really, That's he right. really like. He goes for it. Like, lets, his, lets himself get all like, he's slobbering. He's got hair all over the place. <laughs> so great. Yeah. Really, really so funny. Which is, yeah. which is so funny. No, fu- and I, I. Which is so funny because he tries like. He dates these younger women, right? Like these super hot, amazing, incredible women. And there we see him like really at his worst. At like, oh, yeah. And, and I'm just I'm thinking like he clearly doesn't know what state he's in because he would be no. mortified, right? He would be mortified no. because like he's really well put together. Like he drives this oh, nice yeah. car. Right. He's like well dressed because he plays that role. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh God, it's so hilarious. That makes it even funnier. It's- I know because he's so high but what what I think is so great about that that whole way they treated that scene is again it's great to have him be the the I was best to do a pun no pun intended the butt of the joke Um, (laughs) because this is a very female centric perspective this whole Mm -hmm. movie but um, I like it because you know the whole time in the beginning it's so interesting because he's he is this guy who's so used to being able to charm the women he's with and yes. the fact that he's almost never or very rarely found himself having to have dinner with two women who are closer to his age, who literally have zero fucks to give and are buying none of his <laughs> bullshit. And yes. his instinct always is to leave. Like, he can't take mm-hmm. it. He cannot take it. He's so completely out of his depth in a way that's so funny because he's this, this fancy business guy and you're like, you can't, you can't sit at the table? and have a conversation with people like what's wrong with you mm-hmm. so I love the fact that they make this thing of like he has to go through this really humbling experience mm. to to like kind of get physically you know kind of taken down a bunch of pegs because right. he's just so like I, I'm I, hey girls I don't know what's happening here but everybody usually falls for this so I'm I, I, I better go I'm gonna <laughs> right. I'm gonna take off you know that dinner scene um, and the conversation at the table, I think, is so fascinating because it just also plays so much into man fragility or male mm-hmm. fragility, I guess, which is something that we only now in the, you know, probably past couple of years are starting to talk about, really. Um, and I just find it fascinating that in 2003 we have, you know, at the time, and it kind of feels like, you know, uh, Frances McDormand and, you know, Zoe, her character, are pretty stereotypically feminist, if you would, if you, you know, if you think about it. So she's the one making all the thesis, but now, you know, it's just an empowerment of all women to, you know, this would not hold up with, with, with many women of like, you know, that are, that are in this, of a certain mind, I guess. So I think it's very fascinating that even 17 years ago, we have, we see this, this whole play out and him like really broken down, which is another testament to our, to our dear Nancy and how, and how forward thinking she was, right? Mm. Yeah. And actually, now that you just said 17 years, honestly, with the exception of the cell phones, this movie did not mm-hmm. feel like it was 17 yeah. years old. True. No, right. like could have done even been done even now. more than I would say the proposal. I would say this movie feels like it could have been made last year. Totally, yeah, yeah definitely, agreed. totally agreed. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 
cool. So we leave them um, with poor Erica being uh, forced with Harry, who she's already. So first of all, she is so unnerved by him. And then second of all, she's there to write, right? We know that she's, she's due for another play. She's due for another piece of work and she's got to write. But there is chaos in the beginning and every, his whole entourage is there. But then finally everybody leaves, which gives her a little peace of mind. But on the other hand, um, you know, realizes that she's just alone with Harry, who is quite disruptive. And at night they have their first kind of like more intimate interaction because it's just the two of them in the in the house. And they have a back and forth, which is quite charming and witty. And just like they always are, like they both kind of like don't seem to give have any interest in in each other sexually and so it seems like this this friendship is nearly kind of coming out right and 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 birth being birthed um so they finally erica goes back to writing and they're both night owls they both uh say that they can't sleep more than four hours a night so they're both awake but finally harry goes to sleep and erica sees that from her wonderful wonderful bedroom window which is so so uh I don't know, I'm so envious of that bedroom. Um, and then Erica goes, gets up and she's in her own, own house. So she knows she goes to the shower and drops her, her, her uh, robe or her PJs and uh, goes to the bathroom. But Harry is in the house wandering around looking himself for the kitchen and uh, stumbles upon Erica who is fully nude and both of them in shock just uh, <laughs> screams and just goes you know they they just separate and like nobody wants to talk about it ever again uh, <laughs> meanwhile uh harry goes to goes to julian to see his doctor and uh julian tells him that he's doing better but he's probably gonna have to stay put in the hamptons for a few more days and that his sign of clearing for having sex which is obviously the first thing on harry's mind is to climb a set of stairs so until then he better stay clear from any sexual interactions and julia julian finally asks erica out for a date which they have and erica feels a little a little shameful because julian is so or a little embarrassed i guess because julian is so much younger than her but they he doesn't seem to care at all and at the same time, when she's going out with Julian, Harry and Erica are starting to build a little bit of a deeper relationship on a walk, and they talk, and something, we can feel as the audience that something is kind of starting to shift a little bit. And um, at night again, they, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, Erica goes out with Julian, comes home, um, has a little bit of a, because she feels like something is going on with Harry, but doesn't know, so they still are in their separate bedrooms, but they have a really fun chat interaction, which maybe dates the movie a little <laughs> True, bit more, <laughs> and, uh, and that, that is kind of cute, and, and, you know, I think that on the one hand, seeing older people, um, you know, on a, in a chat room like that, and they have this quick, quick little interaction, which is very flirtatious um, and uh, they end up meeting in the kitchen uh, they give each other an appointment to meet in, meet in the kitchen they have pancakes they make pancakes together and something is really really starting to form like we can see a little bit of tension there is something that's happening and as they are some somewhat intensifying their energy together Marin walks in the door and uh and interrupts and feels like she's interrupting and something is is, is just off and uh erica just decides you know what they still have not broken up this is super wrong i'm just gonna leave the scene and harry is quite disappointed by that i thought there were so many little gems in that in that part like for example how First of all, Harry points out how Erica's always wearing turtlenecks, and then 
he is the one who really almost like encourages her to go on the date with Julian. And then when he sees her and she's coming out and she's wearing this beautiful, gorgeous dress, actually really simple black dress, but she looks so gorgeous. Um, like, ah, there we go. Like she is just unbelievable. Um, and um, this the scene in, in, in the kitchen, like, th yeah, the chat is amazing. And our friend again, American Online, <laughs> instant messaging yet again. <laughs> American <out>. Online. <laughs> What's it called? Just the American one American. Online. Only one American's Amer online at any given time. America. I love you. AOL. <laughs> America online. Well, we've got we've got two Swiss people telling us about AOL. We have Liv talking about the chat rooms. And I'm like, <laughs> it's instant messenger. It's a message. It's AOL. Oops. But cute okay. guys. Okay. Cute. So I did not know it was AOL. Actually, I thought it was a chat room. But okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Yeah, but and also I was surprised, to be honest, I somehow didn't realize that Marin and Harry hadn't broken up. For me, that was kind of a given. Same. For me, mm. I took that for Same. granted that clearly this is not going anywhere. The guy had a heart attack. Like, <laughs> and he kissed, remember mm -hmm. she kissed him on the cheek? Yeah. Before she left and he was yeah. like, oh, yeah. kissing yeah. me on the cheek. For me, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's so that was quite a bit of, it was like, oh, oh okay, I didn't, I didn't get that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I also had the same in, like reaction with the with the kiss on the cheek. It was it was pretty clear to me that nothing was said, but yeah, she clearly interrupted something between the two mm, of them. Yeah. I also want to salute um, Erica double dating <laughs> after not having dated for so long. I know. Well, she doesn't really know that she was double dating at this point. She was like, "You're right." <laughs> she, she didn't know she was dating know, at all. <laughs> yeah, we knew she was. Yeah, we knew she was on two different dates, but she didn't know. But that. I had, again, Proposal, Sandy Bullock, this movie with Diane Keaton, I had forgotten entirely that Diane Co Keaton is completely, Diane Cooter, I almost said. <laughs> Diane Cooter. <laughs> She's cooting around her Jeez, what, is that, what does that mean? What does that mean? Do I need to Google that? Oh, boy. Don't Google that? it. Do not Google. I'll I'm move on. But it. it's... <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I, I just became. Spell it. I just turned twelve years old. Not not <laughs> Diane Cooter, Diane Keaton. <laughs> Diane Keaton has this whole nude scene, again like Adam and Eving it, like fig leaf. Like I completely, I forgot. I completely forgot. Yeah, I know. Totally. Whoa. Okay, this is funny. I found it. <laughs> Wait, Good. am I out of the loop now? Okay, that's fine. I'll Google it later. <laughs> Okay. Go on your own. Okay, I will do that. But anyway, but yeah, props to Diane Keaton. Again, I wonder if she got paid more, like Sandy Bullock, because I don't, I don't know if that's the case. But it is her first nudity. It's her first full nudity in oh, any movie ever. Interesting. She had a little, yeah, she had a, a, a topless scene. Um, I didn't write down which movie, but it was like forty years prior, mm. so in one mm. of her early early movies, um, and she's never been full nude. Up until this point, there she goes. I love that Nancy her fully nude debut is forty years into her career. I think that's fabulous. So good, oh and she looks great. Amazing, amazing. She, she looks, looks amazing. amazing. She feels like she's kind of a mess because she has a lot of energy, but actually, she's so grounded as like a caretaker that, like, when they jump in on that heart attack scene, you know, and they jump right in there, she takes charge. 
Like, she immediately takes charge of the situation mm. and, like, dives in and gives them the mouth to mouth, which I think is so hysterical. But then even, like, in this situation <laughs> where she's, like, doesn't want to be caring for this idiot in her home, you know, and partially it's kind of the martyr syndrome, but also she's just really good at it. Like, she's so great yeah. at taking care of people, and she just is, she's a, she's the boss, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's part of the thing that kind of makes him a little bit go, oh, like, wow. Like, in a weird way, like, not only is she so smart and she's so interesting, but then she's just, like, really commanding in the home. Like, you know, in, in, in this environment. I don't mean, I don't mean like, housewife, but I just mean, like, in the home. Like, she just really takes care of people, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's not yeah, used to being taken care of. Yeah, which probably something that he's not used to. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. right. Um, well, one cute piece of trivia is that, you know, in the in the chat or instant messaging, um, as I should say, he is Harry 30, 37, and that's uh, Jack Nicholson's uh, birth year. So he was born in 1937. So that was a that was just a nod to to Mr. Jack's um, date of birth, basically. What, what was her handle? Do you um, what, what was her handle? Oh, I don't remember. I, don't think I, I actually it. don't remember. I didn't notice it either. That's funny. Why is yeah. that? And nobody, nobody, uh, everybody noticed Harry 37, yeah. but nobody. I didn't. think because we saw it all from her computer. So we saw her typing and then we saw his response. Oh. But we never were looking in at his computer. Oh, for the whole chat. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. might be, yeah. Oh, good point. <sighs> Nancy Very Drew over there. there. Very, Very smart. Good job, so Luda. smarts over here. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Don't praise me too much. <laughs> Moving on. Although, I'm sorry. Wait, before we move on. We have to talk about Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yes. so little cutie. Of course. I mean, I every time I see him in a movie, which actually isn't that often, because for some reason, mm. usually the movies that he's in, I'm not that into. And then I see one, and I'm like, oh. I love him. Why don't I watch every no. movie he's in? I know so much. I mean, he's so hot, but especially in this movie, he's so charming because that's the other thing. Like usually in movies, he's not that like, you know, in speed, he's like in this, like this, I love that, I no, love it's speed amazing, but he's so con. intense. Me too. And then, we may have you know, to do an offshoot, Lucy. Speed, yeah. Speed yeah. Podcast. It's like our seventh podcast that's been offshoot. <laughs> the speed podcast. Speedcast. I love speed. Speedcast. Uh, mm. Why we need you? Another, another, <laughs> another fave with Miss Sandy. No, and but he's always so intense, and so it's and he's so good looking. He's just so good looking, mm. but he's always so intense. So it's so nice to see him in this role of just the actual perfect man, mm-hmm. like genuinely just the perfect man. Okay, it's like, painful. It is really painful through this whole movie not yeah. to root for him. <laughs> there are moments I where know. I was like, I think I, I think I'm rooting for the wrong couple. <laughs> I know. I'm on the other side of the aisle, you guys. Ah, he was boring. I thought he was cheesy. I'm Jack Nicholson all the way. <laughs> Edgy, interesting, a little inappropriate. I understood Keanu's role in the movie, but he not for me, girl. That hair, that attitude, not for me. Oh my god, that's so funny. See, wives, and yet we're totally into different guys. I mean, Jack is great, but he would be like a good buddy of mine. He would not be someone that I will be I'm into. way more attracted to him than. That's well, so no, I actually, I, I have to say, I do think that Jack Nicholson is great, and I, I definitely would fall for his act as well. But it just was funny just watching this really cute romance unfold with an older woman and a younger man. And, I, and if for once, I didn't think mm-hmm. the younger man was an idiot. Because a lot of times the younger guys are just yeah. rough at you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Or on purpose, for comedic, for comedic effect. And here this guy was just like, you couldn't have written him better on paper. I mean, he was just like, you know, 
your Amazon yeah. list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love when he revealed to the audience and I guess to the characters as well who he was actually interested in. Because at first I was like, oh, Keanu's in it. So we're going to see him again, right? So he's going to play some role. So in my head, I was like, okay, well, he's going to steal Marin away, which is going to open the door for the older couple to get together. I totally didn't see it coming that he was going to be so genuinely. Um, is Emily? Emily? Erica. Erica. <laughs> you were saying the names of people in this movie. I'm like, I've never heard these names before. Who's Harry? Who's Emily? Who's Phoebe, Lucy? Erica. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> Emily. There's no Emily. All the same. You know what, guys? The Erica. lady in the white turtleneck. The old man. Yeah. I the doctor. Was trying to and the find a way to smoothly reference her without letting you know I didn't know her name. I'm like, the older couple. And then I got right to her and I was like, yeah. Love, Emily. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with seeing so many movies is that it is hard to remember people's names. Oh, it is. I know. Yeah. So many character names in our heads. Oh, God. When I took no, when I was taking notes throughout the whole first part of the movie, I totally missed Mary's Marin's name. And so I kept just writing the daughter because I just didn't know her name. So... Yeah, well, Marin is also not a name up. you hear every day like this. I mean, right. Mm-hmm. right. Makes it even harder. But I agree. Neither is Erica, guys. Very rare. Mm. Very uh, we have someone at work called Erica, so she mm-hmm. was right front and center. Yeah. I've, I've, had, I've had a bunch of wonderful <laughs> Ericas, too, in my work life. <laughs> well, you've been blessed with Erica. Too true. Too true. Yeah. A little bit of Erica. <laughs> <laughs> That's Monica. Uh, Monica, that's, don't act like I don't know okay. every word to Lou Vegas Mambo number five. Oh my god. Oh goodness. Barbara, you walked right into that. Oh my god. Love you are welcome. You You're are welcome. welcome. Okay, great. We move on. Um, and we're actually going into the meat of the romance and the peak <laughs> no pun of it all. Um, so yeah, so Marin actually opens up to Erica, to her mom, and says that she definitely saw something in the kitchen last night between her and Harry, and, um, Erica, oh, sorry, never mind, Marin actually goes out and breaks up with Harry, and then comes back in and tells, tells Erica that, um, you know, I saw something between the two of you, and you only think that you can't have anything because you think that I slept with him, and I'm telling you that I've never slept with him, and we broke up, and he's just, he's always been a gentleman to me, and it was just not meant to be, and he's now yours to, to take, basically. And Erica is a little bit, he's a little flustered, and is a little, like, you know, on the defense, but it's pretty clear that she also realizes that there is definitely something between them. And at the same time, Julian calls and asks her out again. So she feels like, but I may want to like see Julian again too, because I mean, that was a good date the other night. And um, so she's now officially, I guess, double dating as saying yes to Julian for a night and then going on a picnic with Harry on the beach, which is very romantic. And the way that, you know, that it's all set up and they're on this beautiful Hamptons beach and a storm comes and it's an afternoon storm. They, they go inside, they're all wet and they kiss just like a beautiful, beautiful uh, rom-com should have an amazing kiss. They have an amazing kiss in the house. And then they proceed to actually 
trying at least in the beginning and then actually having sex but in the beginning it's this very comical way of coming together like just the interactions are so great because it just they they they, inter- they kiss and then they go to the bedroom and then the turtleneck and he can't get at the turtleneck and then he just she gives him a pair of scissors and just tells him to cut cut it open cut it open and uh, finally he they're about to do it and then she grabs the the blood pressure <laughs> measurer and so measures his blood pressure and making sure that he's he's all set and so there's this huge build up to finally we know that they they've had sex and it's it was it was amazing and both cry for very different reasons Erica because she finally had sex after so long and she felt things that she hadn't felt since her divorce and Harry realizes that wow he just had sex less than two weeks after having a heart attack that must be a, a first so they they both feel very emotional in their own way and they talk about going to Paris together, which seems to be a little soon to talk about that, but still seems okay. So they're having these awkward moments a little bit um, until in the end when uh, Harry actually wants to leave the bedroom because he had previously told Erica that he doesn't sleep with women. He has sex with them, but he doesn't sleep with them in the same bed. Usually they just go home and now he just will go to his bedroom and Erica's a little sad about it and just pro- proceeds to just go to her bed alone and Harry comes comes back like a little lamb and uh, and actually stays stays at the door waiting for permission to actually try to sleep with her and they end up sleeping together in the same bed and uh, wake up the next morning realizing that they have slept eight hours which is the first time that both uh, either of them had done so uh, for their whole lives and so something something new has has been born between the two of them I love the picnic that was so beautiful and them like is that was that also like they were collecting stones and he uh, he uh, he picked the black stone? That was before. That was the first oh, walk okay. yeah. uh, in the part That's before. But true. it's kind of all together, That's... right? It's kind of all the same. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that was so beautiful. Like their whole kissing scene was amazing, uh, and I really enjoyed that scissor scene. I thought that was incredible. And also at the same time, like, what is she doing with those scissors? <laughs> the bedside table it's like oh interesting um but uh yeah I thought it was it was it was um very charming uh, very charming I will say I was very surprised that she only had a queen size bed that ginormous Mm. beautiful gorgeous house and she only quote-unquote has a queen size bed that was surprising to me yeah (laughs) good point well because she was alone true you know True. And I think also I love that she's so she's so much drama. She is so drama because, you know, she's a typical writer, like she's collecting moments. So it didn't surprise me at all that she was like, I have a pair of shears in my bedside table. And instead of just taking my top off, I'm going to have him cut it off of me. <laughs> so yes. dramatic. You know? <laughs> so dramatic. I know. <clears throat> so great. And that, that big, crazy thunderstorm and just so much going on there. And like, just, uh, really like getting to kind of see how charming Harry really is and and also because seeing like we know that from the previous section he was really kind of skull he was kind of you know uh so interested in her and kind of going through her old photos and all that stuff and it all kind of coming together and having him sort of be like wow she's she's something else you know so I thought was kind of great yeah, definitely. I thought the the scissor scene was such a 
um, such a metaphor for her liberation. Mm. Um, you know, like I think that the turtleneck was always supposed to kind of like uh, make us make us feel her guardedness, right? And especially after the divorce and the fact that she's not really approachable. And so I love the scissor scene because it just feels like this man has now come in as she later says that, you know, he awakened things in her that she thought were dead. And, uh, and this whole scene of like really being cut open and having stuff come out obviously with a you know with a very comical but you know we're still talking about having sex like they're still about to make a love right which is one of the most intimate things that you could ever have and um so i thought that that was pretty it was pretty pretty great to to showcase it that way and i thought it was really funny that in all the midst of all that <laughs> she can still stop and say your blood pressure your blood pressure we gotta monitor your blood pressure and just make sure that he's not gonna have another heart attack while she's having sex with him this time <laughs> yeah and also we had that whole like thing with their glasses i think that was one of the yeah. first times that we saw them like sort of her putting the glasses on and like which is going to be like a running bit which i think is kind of fun right yeah one thing that i did want to mention that i thought also showed harry's class was the fact when Marin. Yeah, Maren, is that her name? <laughs> when Maren, yeah. when Maren, like this... The daughter. The daughter when the daughter <laughs> decides to break up with him, that he really relieved her, or like that he t- took that upon him and actually he was eventually the one breaking up with her because it, it just showed also like, oh yeah, he's serious about, about Erica and he could tell that probably that was going to be a little hard for, for, for the daughter. So he gentlemanly... Uh, gentlemanly took that task upon him and like you know what let me break let me be the bad guy let me break up with you so you don't have to do it so I felt that was Mm -hmm. actually pretty nice so we move on to the next phase uh, which is everybody goes back to the city first Harry goes back and then um, Marin calls Erica and tells her that she has to come in because her father, Marin's father, has just declared that he's gonna get married with someone he met three weeks ago and this woman is only two years older than her and she has no idea how she can handle this because she has a big auction. She works at Christie's and has a big big auction that night and so she needs her mom to come in. So Erica goes in on the, the same night where Julian was supposed to, you know, she was supposed to have her second date with Julian and she stands him up because she ends up going to dinner with Marin and her ex-husband and the new fiance in the same restaurant where Harry is taking an, a young woman out to dinner. And uh, while Erica might know that Harry is a womanizer and not cut from monogamy and he has said so to her, uh, she's still very shocked and just shocked by her own feelings and overwhelmed by the whole situation seeing him. So they have this great scene outside the restaurant, which is so full of emotion. And Erica, you know, they, they're trying to work out what the relationship actually is. Neither of them really has an answer, but both of them um, are clear about the fact that both have been changed by this and have been awakened in different ways, but it doesn't seem like Harry can take a next step. So um, Erica goes back to the Hamptons and just embarks on a crying marathon for days at the same time as she's actually writing and writing and writing and her creative juices have completely been unlocked and she's writing this play that we know at this point already that she's writing the story about um, about Harry and herself in, uh, in, in her own way and, and, and telling the story from her own perspective. But she, she writes and cries and writes and cries and uh, ends up finalizing the play. And uh, what we see next 
is that um, Harry at the same time has a party um, in the in his house in Manhattan and doesn't doesn't really feel great about it. He's it seems a little bit like his time as a womanizer and a party guy has passed. He's changed too. Um, but he still me- is meeting young women and and uh, and dating them. And one of them tells her tells him that she just had an audition for this play, and he finds out finds out that the play is now in production. And goes and confronts Erica at the theater. And Erica is a little frazzled by seeing him and tries to tell him that no, the character is not him. That this is not based on him. But it is very clear it's based on him because the name the character's name is Henry, and we see the dancing Henrys with their little butts out so it's very clear that this is Harry and he storms out and actually decides to take a break from his life and uh, that's where we leave him knowing that he's gonna go on a beach somewhere and just take it easy (laughs) oh my god I love the play I love I loved I know it's really super over the top but Diane Keaton cries funnier than anybody I've ever I've ever seen like watching her cry is so ridiculous, but it's made me laugh a lot, and I was I really love that seeing and seeing her write a play in sixteen seconds, and then going from writing the play to putting the play on on Broadway in like a week. <laughs> right, I know that's crazy. Like she's fast. <laughs> she's so fast. The crying part was tough for me. Like if I was like if you couldn't find a better crier, maybe um, have her cry less. <laughs> It was hard for me to hard believe that she was heartbroken at all with, with those. Uh. Yeah, for me, the hysterical me. crying was also a little too much. That was a little too too dramatic. <laughs> but yeah. I loved it. Oh, my God. More. I was like, more. Longer. Keep that scene going. Oh, Go my on. God. More. I, love it. I love it. Let's see how far we can take it. <laughs> I also I also laughed a lot, but it, it kind of gave me a little bit that that uncomf- like unco- discomfort feeling that I when you know and then Lucy mentioned it and the whole time that I couldn't stop thinking about Barbara being uncomfortable <laughs> doing movies that go for scenes that go on too long and I'm like oh my god Barbara will suffer through this. <laughs> yes, that is a, it's definitely an epic scene, but um, yeah, one that can go either way for people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And she rekindles with Julian in this mm-hmm. section too, oh, which is right. great. So she kind of exactly. gets her she gets her groove back a little bit, and she has this nice like, right. you know, kind of she gets she gets all of her crying out, and then she takes up with the younger man again, and she's like, "I'm feeling great. Life is good. You know, had my pain, moved on. Good stuff." <laughs> but right. she still keeps him at a distance. Mm. She still like won't. I can't remember exactly, or like she wouldn't kiss him or or kiss him quickly or something. She she's not willing to go all in with Julian. Oh, it's nice to have someone, but he's not the, he's not the someone that she really wants. Yeah, she's definitely scared a little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. right? And like letting her go herself go. No, I sure. think she knows that it's he, he's not the one she wants. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's great, but it's not Harry with his butt out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, what did you think about the, the scene outside? That's kind of like the more heartfelt and really, really, you know, heart-gripping scene of outside the restaurant and, and you know, when, especially her, she just lays bare all of her emotions and feelings, right? Yeah, and he was just not a great guy there. <laughs> like, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was back to his, like, 
kind of obtuse self, like mm-hmm. that whole like, like, mm-hmm. like really you don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Like you're gonna fall back on this. Hey, I thought that we, you know, yeah. sorry. Yeah. But I, I also really loved his two like fake heart attacks too, which I thought was great. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like getting that's him back right. in the hospital was really a fun thing to watch. Like, you know, watch him just keep getting pulled. Every time he gets back to his old self, he gets pulled down a few pegs. You know. Yeah. I thought that was a really smart, um, a smart thing to have him kind of keep. Every time he feels like he's going to move on, mm. all of a sudden he gets these like what he thinks are heart attacks, but actually they're just sort of hit him. Panic attacks. Panic attacks, like his body right. being like, you're on the wrong path, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, very indicative of, of change. And one one of them kind of goes through the change and, and makes the best out of it and most out of it. And the other one is just resisting it with his whole self. And the only way that he can actually embark on it is leaving for a tropical island. <laughs> There we hey, go again. Not a, bad, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. But yet again, right. leaving. Yeah. It's getting too but much. He, Am I yeah. here? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so we leave Erica feeling pretty good with her, her play in, uh, you know, in progress and in production and Harry deciding to to leaving after having his, his third panic attack and taking a break. And we see them back six months later with Harry, a uh, full-grown beard, going to check out the production, which is now on Broadway. And uh, he sees that the production is sold out. The evening is going great for the play and everybody is laughing inside the theater. So she's, he's kind of pleased with that. And then um, goes to see Marin, who talk about being quick with turnarounds. <laughs> and within six months, she is three months pregnant and married. Um, so a lot has happened in six months. And he proceeds to tell her, that and we find out that he's actually not gone to a tropical island he went there for just one day and then realized that what he had to do was actually track down all the women he's been with and find some sort of resolution and 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 just kind of talking to them and in the in the process of that gave the women closure and found out a lot about himself so he goes he went on a quest of personal transformation one might say within the night of the last six months and the last two women that he needs to talk to are Marin and Erica so Marin proceeds to tell him that he's always been so great with her he has no she has no bad feelings for him and against him she felt very much good in the whole time that they've been together and uh, he asks where Erica then might be and she tells him that she's actually in Paris for her birthday so he flies to Paris to rekindle with Erica and I think we all know a little bit that this is not just another apology or, or closure this is actually him going to get his woman he gets to the restaurant finds her she's super surprised she's sitting alone at the table and as he proceeds to talk to her Julian arrives so it's clear that they're still together they're there together and uh, and Harry's quite surprised they spend a beautiful evening laughing and chatting and all of it and the, the Harry is is very is very sad on the one hand that Julian and, and Eric are together but it's his charming self and at the end of the evening they um, they have this uh, or at the end of the dinner they have this exchange the glasses and that's where Julian first sees oh there's something going on here and then also when they part ways and go into uh, their separate taxes Julian has these looks on his face of understanding something's going on and the very last part of the movie when uh, Harry is on one of the bridges in Paris and we don't know how but Erica finds him in a taxi alone and uh, it's starting to snow just like in the play and uh, she tells him Julian saw 
thought that I was in love with you all along and uh, and he and they kiss and they embrace and they will spend the rest of their lives together and live happily ever after as we as we imagine. Mm-hmm. So that's the beautiful last part of the movie. Yeah. I feel like as a canoodler, I should have saw should have seen it coming as a rom-com watcher, but I was like why did Julian have to be there at the, at the dinner in Paris? I thought she went alone and she's like, fine, I'm an independent woman. I'm gonna, I didn't know Julian was still in the picture. Yeah. I guess for the drama factory, he had to be there. We showed up. I'm like, really? I, I gotta ruin this and moment. Did you, do you guys think that was an engagement ring in that box? Oh, yeah. Because she doesn't. Op- she never opens it, right? She never opens it. She, she, she's like, uh, oh, I'm going to open it later. Oh. I didn't. Just oh, because like so. you really were going to propose in front of those In guys. Paris. But it's in Paris. I thought they would totally she was totally he was totally gonna engage uh gonna propose. but at dinner with like her weird ex well i don't think that was the plan but i think but right. you're right i guess he wouldn't have pulled the gift but then out. wouldn't you like wait till you're back at the yeah, hotel or something he wouldn't or? Have, you're right he wouldn't have pulled it but they but the fact that it was a little ring box i was like oh yeah. is this yeah what's happening because I, I also was I like why would either. you pull the ring box out if you're in front of the ex not gonna propose yeah and then like you don't just give the ring box and say like, open it at your leisure <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you feel like it <laughs> yeah take your engagement yeah. ring <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did think it was an engagement yeah. ring. yeah now that now that you bring it up makes less sense yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> also julian i mean yeah like never ever the gentleman he steps aside because he oh. sees true love and he's like well there goes my fantasy life, Aww. my fantasy woman, my my beautiful <laughs> time in Paris. I'm going home alone. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I it know. It was heartbreaking. I also felt like, why does he have to be there? This is painful for three people, you being there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nancy. Give the guy a break. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I oh, know. no. Oh, poor Julian. <laughs> but at least we didn't have to sit through, like, like Julian and Erica um being romantic and and uh harry being sad yeah. it was like the boyfriend was pushed right out of the yeah, way he was like all right true relationship sh- show yeah and i just love that moment where they realize they have the glasses and they have that long yes. and it's, and it's so uncomfortable because julian's just like oh no oh no this is not going yes. right for me you know these, these two <laughs> yeah. are adorable together oh, like no. i'm out of here <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> Totally, and I think that there is also this ease that maybe Lucy was speaking to earlier that it's just not there between Erica and Julian. And mm-hmm. Julian is so charming, but there is some sort of like just stagnation there. It's and awkward, between, yeah. Yeah, it's a little like not really natural and spontaneous. And and uh, you know, and if you if you think about the ideal of true love between um, Erica and Harry, you can see like an actual fully fleshed out friendship that is there at the bottom of it all right and at the foundation of it all so mm-hmm. yeah I, I it's it's painful for julian but ever the gentleman as you said i think it's 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 also it's also just in character that he just steps aside um and then the last part for me was so, it's so cheesy and so beautiful and i love it and i just bask in the moment of the love of them reuniting i love it well you know what i loved is that earlier on in the movie Erica is telling him that she's going to end this play in Paris. And mm-hmm. he, she says, if I don't write it, who will? Like, no, it's never going to happen in real life. You know, and then you see mm. that in her Broadway play, there's the Parisian scene with the snow. And then in her real life, she gets the Parisian scene in the snow and the happy ending. And it's this, you know, it's such a perfect rom-com wrap up. You know, it's very like Bridget Jones Perf- Diary. Yeah. But, you know, without with with less having to be in your underwear in the snow, you know. 
That's right. <laughs> less of that. Less of that. She got to have a coat on at least. Exactly. <laughs> yes. 100%. They both yeah. got their coats. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, but I did. I um, loved it, the fact that this was a movie where the the older people – you know, had a really beautiful relationship, a really beautiful growth arc for both of them and had this big, beautiful, happy ending that, you know, we really mm-hmm. don't see it that often. And I, I'm, you know, even though I'm shocked that some student, a major studio turned that down, then I'm also kind of like, maybe I'm not that surprised because they probably thought, who are these two over the hill actors? Meanwhile, they're, that was like a renaissance for them both, you know? I mean, well, maybe mm-hmm. not, maybe not for him. He hasn't done that much, that many movies, but she really was like, all right, I'm going to do 17,000 more movies. I know. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, and this may be a little bit of a political statement, but it is 20th Century Fox. And we know and we know who runs it, which is Rupert Murdoch, which is, you know, they have a certain idea. So it's not, you know, it's not like Paramount put, turn it down. So I think it's always who, who runs the studios. Who runs the studios is also the one that makes the decision, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, all right, guys. So it's time to rate the date from ghosted to get it. Colleen, what do you think? Mm. Uh, yeah, this is a totally a get it for me. I think this is a, you know, this is an American in Paris. I love it. This is so beautiful. And again, I wanted to move into that house. I wanted to move into their relationships. I wanted to move into their lives. And <laughs> I just loved it. Yeah, I did too. I really, really loved it. Um, for me... Um, yeah, it for me, it's like, this is the second date. Like, I really want to, I really want a second date. I want to see this again. So this, for me, I, I rated the second date. Yes. I don't know if I want to marry this one, <laughs> but I definitely want to date it for a while. I hope it takes me to the Hamptons for the summer. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for me, it's a get it. I love it from top to finish and I just I will watch it over and over again and I actually feel like my relationship with this movie is exactly like the relationship with between um, Erica and Harry just that foundational friendship and bond and then the love on top I loved it okay you guys this is the moment of truth the mm. end of an episode and the announcement of the next movie barbara it's your turn all right i went through the list i picked one that i've never heard of before um but i saw in bracket it's a bracket it said drew so i went for it never been kissed <gasps> i assume drew barrymore oh, you wow. never wow. Yes. okay you know I'm on a first name oh, basis with wow. all of our heroines, so yeah. my list always has yeah. Sandy, Drew, totally. Reese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. Oh yes, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh wow, I haven't seen it for a Me long time. Me too. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm excited. Good pick. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Awesome, I can't wait. Me too. Me too. Good choice. so good. Awesome. So yeah. good. All right, my friends. Okay, you guys. So we'll see you next time with Never Been Kissed. Never Watch the movie. And we'll see you later. See you next week. See you later. Bye. <laughs> and that is a wrap for this episode of Canoodle. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please tell your friends by sharing this episode and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram at canoodlepodcast and canoodlepodcast.com for show notes and exclusive behind-the-scenes content. See you next week.